I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There is no cause so noble that one cannot find fools following it. Such is number 17 of Niven's Laws from the book Known Space, a sci-fi book that you should all pick up. Today, we are talking about information biases, two of them in particular, one of them being confirmation bias and the other congruence bias, and our ability to so easily in the modern age find examples uh, showing us that a particular group of people are all morons and should be somewhere between ignored and destroyed. And if you can successfully expose someone to the very legitimate moronitude of a group of individuals representing, a select group of individuals representing a group that you don't like, uh, then you can casually radicalize a citizen. Today, we're going to be talking about how. I'm Eric. I'm your host. Welcome to Reconsider, part of the Agora Podcast Network, where we don't do the thinking for you. Two quick things before we get started. First, intelligent speech, 24th of April. Time is almost out. Go to intelligencespeech.conference.com, intelligencespeechconference.com, and get your tickets. Come see me talk on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun, along with a lot of other podcasters that, frankly, you're probably even more excited about listening to than me. And second, we are uh, serious business fundraising for Reconsider, and the response has been incredible, overwhelming. Um, I want to give a few shout-outs to folks uh, that have donated a significant amount of money recently. Mark R., Linda L., Anna S., Kim D., Ira, just Ira, um, Colin Palin, get your full name in there, Colin. Thank you to all of you and more who I haven't been able to chase down to see if I have permission to share your name yet. Um, we've had a Huge outpouring. We're actually doing great. We're very close to our target to be able to sustain our marketing efforts to keep growing. The marketing efforts have been working. Y'all have been amazing. Thank you. Those of you who still can uh, would love if you went to patreon.com slash reconsider and, uh, and chose a tier that you would like to donate to. It's every episode. So we ask a buck a show. Each time we release an episode, we hit the button and, and it charges everyone who's been supporting us. Um, we've had some amazing supporters over the years, and I'm looking to spread the load a little bit more to help us keep growing. So let's talk about how to casually radicalize a citizen. I actually want to start with another personal story because it went off. Uh, the storytelling went well last time, and 
And of course, it was a it was a friend then. And I'm actually going to talk about me. All right. So I think usually I podcast from this uh, implied, you know, high horse where I kind of go like, yeah, I'm above it all. I see, you know, I see everyone's BS. And uh, of course, none of it touches me. That's not true. This is this can be hard. I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to use for my story. I'm going to use a a fairly apolitical example. Um, just because I want to keep the death threats to a minimum. But I want to talk about what we're talking about today is how to casually radicalize. And what I mean in particular in this case is how to casually convince someone that an entire group of people are like scum. Um, and we're going to go through some examples on Reddit of all things, because we want to do this casually. I want to do this in a, in a way that like you can replicate at home. Although the first warning is, don't try this at home for long because the problem is it works, right? Like unless you're you're either like super zen or already so partisan um, that you're like basically immune to being, you know, to your mind being changed by anything, you know, facts, logic, reason, compassion, whatever. Unless, you, unless you're that immune, like what, I'm, what I have gone through in order to share this with you is quite dangerous. Um, so I really mean like don't try this at home for long. But before we dive into Reddit, I actually want to start with a, this personal story. And it comes from college. So in college, uh, we, had a, we had a chat system um, called Zephyr. And this was like back in the IRC days, like long before, uh, long before Slack or social media or anything like that. And Slack, uh, people had like channels they could set up, and, um, but there were no passwords. So it was just a matter of secrecy and like people could lurk. And it was, I mean, it turns out back in MIT, a lot of people liked drama. And I didn't realize that a lot of people at MIT in particular liked drama, but it was a very dramatic place. I only learned in retrospect. But one thing I saw at MIT was there was a lot of polyamory or non-monogamy, right? Where people would date multiple people at the same time. And, and people know about it, right? This isn't cheating. This is just polyamory. Um, it's just the way that it worked. And it's in part because, you know, MIT was a very, like, a... a very like non-traditional place, um, dare I say anti-traditional place. It was, uh, we're going to do things our way and we're going to like reason our way through how we should act. And so some people, I mean, there's a still a fairly small minority in MIT, were polyamorous. And, and what I remember from being at MIT was that there was so much drama in a part of that poly community. And I'm sure someone listening to this was like, part of it and you're really mad at me but i'm not going to name any names because why why would that help i'm you know some people were fine but but that that's actually kind of my core point there was so much drama from this poly community people would like they would blow up on zephyr they would blow up in person and in particular what was hard is like you'd have these social networks that were like really deeply connected and then like two people would stop getting you know two people that were in a relationship in this like poly is often nicknamed a polycule like a molecule but polyamorous two people would like stop getting along but then like the people that they were dating and the people that were friends with were like still either dating or, or trying to be friends and because these two people didn't you know that were dating didn't get along anymore uh people would try to like force friends or force other partners to like pick sides um and these like kind of social wars would go down and it was awful i mean it was just awful even to be tangentially around and 
Oh my gosh. I decided just from watching this because I grew up in a pretty, you know, I grew up in like a pretty conservative rural area. So this whole poly thing was pretty new to me. And that was my first exposure to it. And I saw this happen a number of times in a row. And I just decided that like polyamorous people, they're all crazy. They're just mad, right? And they're dramatic and whiny. And I don't know, they're a little like vegans or like uh, CrossFit people. Like if they're poly, you know, right? Like you definitely know. And you didn't want to know, right? It wasn't your business, but you know. And, uh, you know, and they, they, these in particular individuals would run around rubbing their business in your face. And so why does this matter? It's because I was convinced from these examples of folks I saw that just like everyone who's poly was crazy. And so later in life, when I started running into people who were non-monogamous or polyamorous, I was like, oh God, oh no, here we go. Here we go. And, you know, I'd, I'd grown up enough to learn to be a little bit, um, socially graceful so i didn't say anything but it took me a long time to start to realize like wait a minute these people aren't dramatic at all right they're just like perfectly normal people and in fact wait a minute i know a lot of people who are monogamous who are super dramatic when they break up and force their friends to take sides and i mean literally there's a story of uh you know monogamous couple like the woman who got dumped she like literally bought a crossbow and tried to use a bunch of knives to stab the guy to death and still got scars like on his neck like he barely survived that's pretty dramatic not polyamorous and what i realized after like it took me years to let go of this bias that like polyamorous people are like naturally dramatic or crazy um and like prone to you know kind of emotional blow-ups everyone is and um but i realized what had happened was that like my initial exposure there was a bias to what i was exposed to right and the bias to what i was exposed to was that it was the people who were really loud about being poly and like liked attention and liked drama made being poly their drama. And so if I wasn't involved in the community in some way, what it meant was the only people I got, ex- you know, I was highly disproportionately exposed to dramatic people who happened to be poly because they made poly their drama, not because poly people are dramatic. Right. So this is a signal bias. Right. I only see a certain kind of polyamorous person so i just so i conclude that all polyamorous people are like that right so it's a lesson if you only see a certain kind of an example of a person if you only see dramatic poly people you're gonna conclude that poly people are dramatic not that dramatic poly people are dramatic right because there's this um you know if if you know anything about science like you have to watch out for these confounding variables and a confounding variable what it does is it you know it it biases your study because you don't see a random sample of a population you see a biased sample of a population and the biased sample of just about anything in the world especially on social media the bias sample of those people that you tend to see that are making the most noise are noisy people and noisy people tend to be dramatic they tend to want attention right the people who aren't dramatic they aren't noisy. They just want to live their lives, right? So this is going to be the case of, you know, this will be the case of most conservatives, most liberals, most religious people, most vegans, right? Most vegans, they just don't eat animal stuff, right? They don't run around trying to give everyone a hard time, right? You've all seen like videos of, of vegans on social media somewhere being annoying, right? There are annoying vegans. Those are people who have taken their drama um, 
you know, their, their desire to be dramatic or their desire to get a lot of attention. And they've taken it to social media about being vegan. And so you can start to think about all these different ways that like, whether it's a political stance or a religious stance or a sexual identity or a gender identity that like someone has kind of like made this the center of their personality and just projected it really loud because, Ooh, now I have something to like, you know, to get attention about. Right. I know people who are religious or, or at least allegedly religious that like make tons of noise on social media about being religious and about how, you know, about how kids these days or, or society is, so is, is corrupting the minds of youth and porn is bad and stuff. It's like, cool, cool, cool. How many, like I've, you know, I, Eric Fogg have read the Bible multiple times. Like how many poor people are you running around helping? Oh, is it none? Well, like maybe you're not being particularly religious. Maybe you're just making a lot of noise on social media and you found something to make noise about, which is your religion, um, et cetera. So, um, but if you don't realize that, if you don't recognize that bias in your sample, it's easy to, for example, with poly people or vegan people or Christian people or whatever, really decide like, man, these people are really annoying. And that's the kind of gentle version. There's a version of this where you can inadvertently start to get radicalized. And it's actually pretty easy to do. So what I want to do is show you some examples of how if I wanted to radicalize you against the left wing or the right wing, how would I do that? And, um, and here's how. So let's go to a subreddit called Social Justice in Action. The joke is in action uh, is both two words and one word. Um, and let's just look at the top posts. So here's a picture of a kid um, with like dyed hair, long dyed hair. Looks like might be like sexually male child with like long dyed hair um, looks, you know, gender, gender is not entirely determinate. What does the meme say? It says not old enough to choose own bedtime or daily diet, but old enough to choose to be trans or gender fluid or non-binary binary, dot, dot, dot. Right. So here's just kind of a, a smear post against them. But what we can actually do is um, we can see examples of kind of like left wing social justice people being kind of frustrating so here are a few examples um one of them is a video of women who are obese um dancing singing about how uh, fat phobia is bad um eating doritos eating cake cool they actually look really like these particular individuals look pretty annoying there's another one uh a a just some random tweet from feminismo feminismo it says quote I don't care if you're my friend, my boyfriend, my dad, my son, my grandfather, or my brother. I want you to know that I'm never going to love you unconditionally. That if a woman denounces you even for the slightest thing, I'm going to believe her. Even if I have no evidence. Uh, even if your family and we've been together forever, etc. Wow, that person sounds terrible. Cool. So anyone could say anything about uh, her family member and, and she's going to believe that. That's pretty bad. Brianna Taylor's mother slams. This is from the Daily Mail, allegedly, right? So here's a, here's a screenshot maybe from the Daily Mail that we shared. Brianna Taylor's mother slams Black Lives Matter in Louisville and calls organization a fraud, saying they've never, never done a damn thing for us. Uh, here's a post saying that if a lesbian, let's see, doesn't want to date a man identifying as a woman, that's transphobic. Okay. 
from Pink News, a tweet that was shared. Kids cartoon Bluey criticized for not having, quote, disabled, queer, poor, gender diverse, uh, or dogs of color, prompting important debate. And I'm looking at a picture of these dogs. None of the dogs are white. They're like blue and orange. Uh, so that's interesting. Ah, here's, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff about, a bunch of stuff about damage done during riots. So yeah, these, these riots have done a lot of damage. One of them says, uh, use code BLM for hundred percent off at Nike. Cause we have a picture of people stealing stuff. Um, and actually I've, I've been on stuff like this before, um, and seen, you know, seen video of, of seen videos like security videos that are released of like groups of people during riots over the summer running in and stealing stuff right and just using the opportunity to loot and and steal things and generally we'd we'd agree that you know looting and stealing things is bad regardless of uh whether protest is going on there's uh there's one video from minnesota of some young men running around asking uh, where the white people are because they want to go kick their butts, right? So there's, there's folks hunting, hunting white people and wanting to beat them up. Like, that's bad. Here's a tweet. Stop calling it female genital mutilation as vulvas aren't inherently female. And if you call it FGM, female genital mutilation, you're a bigot. So yeah, that, that seems pretty bad. So Let's so so the, I'm already starting to feel icky just looking at this, right? Or just just reading this to you it feels gross. Why? Well, it's because the 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 people that we're talking about here, like someone saying like, if you say the words female genital mutilation, you're a bigot. Like that person, like I don't want to hang out with that person. I don't want to have a discussion with that person. Like that person, but like, what's their deal? Like they are like that individual human is an annoying human, um, or like. There are, you know, people who took advantage of protests to steal stuff like they're bad people, right? You shouldn't you shouldn't go like, hey, you know, I'm just going to go steal a bunch of stuff. So the if I if I did this for too long, there's stuff about Antifa. I mean, it's gross. I got to close this. So if I did this for too long, um, I would start to get radicalized because even though I know what I'm doing, even though I know what I'm doing to myself, my brain is going to start patterning. That, you know, kind of pro Black Lives Matter stuff, um, pro, you know, transgender support stuff or transgender rights stuff like that. These people are bad people, right? They're 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 like annoying or frustrating or they're thieves or they're violent um, or they're themselves bigoted. And gosh, I just saw a tweet that says, I hate when white people start laughing too hard. Like, bro, what are you laughing at? Racism, man. And. Okay, I need to close this one. So, so that this one is Tumblr in action. See, I had this plan to like share a whole bunch of these, um, looking at the left, and then a whole bunch of stuff looking at the right. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it. But the the trick is, if I did this for long enough, I would start thinking that like social, like left leaning social, like socially left leaning people are like bad people, right? And like I can agree with them or disagree with them, right? I can think that they have good ideas or bad ideas. That's not the point. The point is that you start looking at this stuff and you start thinking that these are not only just bad people, but really bad people. And once and and here's what happens, right? Like imagine I'm part of, you know, I I do this long enough that I start thinking that like socially left-leaning people are really, really bad people. I might start saying that because I'm just I'm just angry, right? I'm just I'm just angry. And then I start seeing, guess what? I start like following these subreddits and um, or I start like hitting like on certain stuff on social media. So I get exposed to more of it 
and then as I get frustrated, you know, I start thinking like, oh God, you know, these these uh these trans rights people or these BM BLM people, they're bad people. And uh and I start saying that. And then I start say, getting pushback, right? People are like, oh my gosh, like you can't say that. And then I start retreating from the sort of like public discourse area. Uh either I, you know, try to dominate it, right? There's two like there's two strategies for that. Either I try to dominate it, all right, I try to like kind of crush everyone who doesn't agree with me um or i retreat into my own space and right now sort of like the the dominant left-wing strategy in social media is to try to crush everyone who disagrees with them and the dominant right-wing strategy is try to retreat into a space um where nobody's welcome that doesn't agree with me. and um and so i would start you know i would start retreating into my uh into my safer space and then I start getting exposed to any alternative point of view and I start to get radicalized and that's bad. And um, let's just, because I want this to be a little bit balanced, right? We've just looked at some stuff that made me feel ick about some individuals who happen to lean left. Let's, let's look at some stuff that makes me feel ick about people that happen to be right wing. So like, so stuff that people do that are, that are right wingers um, that, that we wouldn't like that would make us think like, Ooh, these right wingers are bad. So a uh, few examples here. So OAN, uh, our America news network said, quote, the majority of people did not believe the voter fraud claims being run on the air. And they're trying to, they're trying to defend themselves against, you know, claims of, of falsehood and fraud. So, you know, they, they lied. And now they're saying that their defense is that, Nobody believed them. That's pretty bad. Um, uh, oh, there's a lot of this. So this is on Leopards Ate My Face. Um, so this is a subreddit where it goes, uh, oh, I never thought leopards would eat my face. Sobs woman who voted for the leopards eating people's faces party. Um, so it's a schadenfreude thing, right? Like people voted for something and they get their comeuppance. So uh, prominent COVID conspiracy theorist dies of the virus. Um, another one of those uh, caller quote I voted to leave this is Brexit uh, but I do a lot of eBay in Europe now no one's buying anything off of me in Europe I've been lied to did anyone say when we leave the EU that everything's going to be taxed um, haha sucker right like you should have known here's someone complaining that because they're QAnon they don't have any friends ah here's someone who says um uh, we have all the diversity we need, posting a picture of a bunch of white people with different colored hair, but that they face discrimination for having brunette hair by people who have blonde hair. Mike Lindell's free, free speech website to ban certain words. So Mike Lindell's the my, my pillow CEO. He's kind of annoying. Ontario doctor admits three COVID-19 patients to ICU after they turn down the vaccines. Um, I'm not stupid, says woman who moved next to dual carriageway and complained about the noise. This one doesn't actually seem political. This just seems someone who seems like someone who moved next to a highway and complained about noise. Um, got a few more of these. Ah, on the conservative subreddit, we should never have given large corporations the same rights as citizens. Now that corporations are doing stuff like speaking out against the Georgia voter laws, etc. Proud Boy member vulnerable to COVID-19 went to Capitol riot without mask, later complained that he might contract COVID while in detention, contracts COVID while in detention. So someone who didn't believe about the virus until it was convenient to get him out of jail. 
Um, Charlie Kirk says, any cons- quote conservative thinks corporations on our side needs to wake up fast. What Twitter just did to James O'Keefe for exposing the lies of CNN is indefensible. Um, so these are these are pretty annoying people. Yeah, and there's some other stuff we can see on Parlor Watch. So Parlor is the uh, alternate social media app. Um, they've got one that's the flag of slavery, and it's a it's a paper medical mask on a on a pole. Boy, man, pretty profound, right? There's one post here where we have some right wingers saying a civil war can't come fast enough. Sad to say, but violence gets results. Wow, that's real. I mean, that's real bad. Um, there's something saying that Alex Jones was right about your TV spying on you. Elite cabal of sex traffickers. They're turning the frogs gay. Actually, a check mark on that. They're turning the frogs gay. Bohemian Grove. I don't even know. Silver iodine. Rich people using baby blood. Human monkey chimeras. And it says you are here. Um, so that's horrifying to behold. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's see. One nation under God. No communist. No gay. No Antifa. No Black Lives Matter. Um, that's pretty gross. There's a cartoon here, uh, where a bunch of rioters are coming out of blue cities, uh, carrying a Biden, uh, sign, uh, and then in the suburbs, uh, there's a bunch of guns pointed at them. Boy. Um, oh God, there's a, uh, there's a post here defending, sort of comparing Adam Toledo, who was killed by the police, um, versus Kyle Rittenhouse and kind of justifying why Rittenhouse wasn't killed because he surrendered to the police, uh, whereas uh, Toledo apparently resisted arrest with a post that said Kyle did nothing wrong. Like, this is really gross stuff. Okay, this is the point where I'm going to stop. Oh, here we go. The Biden administration wants to spend your tax dollars to buy baby parts. I will vote against any bill uh, that allows this to happen. So this is Marjorie Green, who's a uh, she's a treasure trove of um, stuff that you uh, are would really really make you feel bad. Um, so I'm going to stop here for the moment. I I had a bunch more listed, and in fact, I'm even I'm even not going to. I like I was going to list a bunch of these subreddits for everyone, but I realized. You know, you can find them on your own. I'm not going to make it easier. But I'm going to make my point here that if you want to 
go like, you know, to, to go kind of like build or reinforce this bias that, you know, a whole group, this like huge group of people in America are just absolutely crazy. Right. Or they're criminals uh, or thieves or just badly intentioned that, that it's this massive group. What you can do is you can find these, uh, subreddits, or you can find other kind of social media feeds, Twitter feeds, where like you have some people that like they probably need to get outside more, but their entire thing is just sitting there feeding this propaganda machine. Now it's possible, I'm sure some of them work for foreign countries, right? We already know from the 2016 election that a lot of like, you know, from Reddit to Twitter to Facebook, whatever, there are a lot of groups that were like pounding this propaganda out that were run by. Uh, Russia. Now we have China and Iran playing the game. Um, easy game to play, right? You want to casually radicalize a citizen. You can propagandize them in this way uh, if you're a foreign power. But presumably there are some Americans that are doing this that just need to get outside more. And it's frighteningly easy not only to find this, but for it to, as I said, start to affect you even if you don't mean for it to that is even if you know that this is a carefully curated selection of the worst behavior of a kind of like particular brand right or a particular team you can do the same thing with anyone right if you decided like if if i was trying to turn you into like an anti-black racist right and i had kind of the clockwork orange uh chair set up for you i could go find you know, plenty of footage of bad behavior by people who happen to be black, right? I can do the same thing for white people. I can do the same thing for conservatives or for liberals. I can do the same thing for Christians and for atheists. I can pick any group and I can find a very, very long stream of behavior um, that is like very visceral and very awful and expose you to it and your brain will start to like that group less it's incredible to behold and the reason we have to be so cognizant of this like the reason i'm sharing this with you is that it's hard even for me even for me at times to sit here and go okay there's a big group of people in this country that we can work with, that we can do something. Because the problem is it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it? Kind of like everyone who's lost to this casual radicalization um, is now like not someone we can work with anymore, even if they agree with us on policy. Because what they've decided is that like anyone that disagrees with their like kind of and anyone that like in in brand or in style or signal or or kind of like virtue right not not even in policy disagrees with us in the slightest is anathema right and and what happens is that you know it's one of those things where where if you you know i remember i remember during the the 2020 democratic nomination a bunch of a bunch of people gave me a hard time because um i'd come out to support Pete Buttigieg i was really excited about him and who would i get a hard time from you know you might figure it's a bunch of conservatives he's gay um, I think part of it is like, you know, once I'm supporting Pete Buttigieg, like a bunch of conservatives have already given up on me at that point. You know, I've and 
just to kind of like keep my keep my renegade cred good. You know, I've also supported the likes of Mitt Romney, right? And it's like, how could you, right? <laughs> probably, probably you guys think I'm crazy already, but but no, the the flack I got was from progressive friends of mine saying that it was just as good as supporting a Republican. I was like, really? Like, really? Have you have you have you read anything on his what? Like, what about Peter? Buttigieg makes him seem like a Republican. And, you know, of course, the answer is oh, he's not Bernie. Right. It's like, oh, there we go. Found it. But but this is like this is real. And there was a large group of Bernie Sanders supporters in in the Democratic Party. And the thing I have to be careful about right now is not making you think that all Bernie Sanders supporters are like that. Right. But it was people I knew that were giving me a hard time for supporting Pete Buttigieg because he's basically a Republican. But of course, Republicans, remember, are basically a bunch of white supremacists and white supremacists are basically Nazis. And so you have this like you start to have this transitive property problem where Pete Buttigieg is a Nazi and and or at least his supporters are because Pete Buttigieg is a Republican and Republicans are white supremacists and white supremacists are Nazis. And it goes the other way, too, where like supporting Joe Biden basically makes you a socialist. And, you know, because basically supporting anyone who's not Trump. Because um, even if you are a Republican, you don't like Trump or you're a Republican in name only, right? You're betraying the cause. And that basically makes you a socialist. And socialists are basically Stalinists, right? Like I saw stuff that was comparing Liz Warren to a Stalinist. Now, Liz Warren was coming on saying, I'm an unapologetic capitalist. It's like, mm, Joseph Stalin wouldn't have said that. And, and so what, what happens is that everyone who like disagrees with your very, very narrow view of like what is pure Right. Not even what is a good idea, but like what is ideologically pure, right? Like what makes you one of the good guys rather than the bad guys? Because there's all these bad guys around here. Everyone who's outside of that group becomes your enemy. So like I'm now the enemy, you know, even though I wanted to I wanted to vote Democratic in the 2020 election, I'm now the enemy of like other Democrats because I don't I don't like signal that I agree with their brand of whatever. And similarly, like, you know, if I was a never Trump Republican, I might as well be a Stalinist at that point. And so what it does is it is when you go down this rabbit hole of radi- of casual radicalization, you become unworkable, right? Like I can't even work with you within my own party, much less my country, um, because you've, you've radicalized so hard that everyone who disagrees with me is so wrong and so bad and so evil um, that you start to you stop recognizing that well the, the people who disagree with me make up the large majority of the country, right? Like. For example, you know, Bernie only got some, I think, 30 some odd percent um, support among the Democratic Party. And, you know, I know the, the argument for Sanders is always that the people want Bernie. It's like, well, some people want Bernie. I don't know who the people are, but like you've now decided that the people who like Bernie are the people and the people who don't like Bernie aren't the people. Right. Guess what? The guillotines come next. Um, or at least the guillotines come eventually because you now have this other group. Similarly with Trump, right? Like. I mean, we know the Republicans have have like cleaned house. Anyone who's a Republican that doesn't support Trump isn't a Republican anymore because you can't be a Republican, not support this one guy's policy. That's like radically different from the policies of his predecessor um, candidates, right? Like Romney, McCain, Bush, like none of them were like Trump. Um, But if you don't like Trump, you're not a Republican anymore. And um, so this casual radicalization, what it does is it just hardens us to this point that um, anything outside of our little group is now a problem. So we can't work with this group of people. And, and so this is the self-fulfilling prophecy problem. 
this is the stuff that we've been talking about. I mean, like go back and look at the videos we made back when we were the something to consider movement. Terrible name, but great idea. Um, where we were talking about this like draw, this this kind of game theory incentive where for you to be drawn to a wing, right? To a partisan wing, because it's the only way to get something done, right? So like, and in particular, if you're really afraid of the other side, and this is where this radicalization matters. If you're if you're very, very afraid of the other side, because the other side is, you know, a bunch of like kind of Black Lives Matter looters, right? Not Black Lives Matter supporters. No, not people who are trying to like make sure black people aren't killed. No, but Black Lives Matter looters um, and rioters who want to burn down cities and burn down suburbs. If that's what the other side is, right? You've equated Black Lives Matter with rioting and looting. You've equated Democrats with Black Lives Matter. And so you're equating Democrats with like literally wanting to destroy people's homes and well-beings. Then like, of course, you're going to look at Trump and go like, well, he said law and order. Like, I don't want things to burn down because you've been casually radicalized by these videos. It's pretty, it's pretty clear when you see, when you walk through this process of how people reach these ridiculous conclusions of grouping a massive group of Americans who, if you're inside that group of Americans, let's say it's the Democrats, like, don't, don't agree on anything. Um, but you've, you've kind of clumped them into one big thing. Um, one big, like monolithic thing that is evil, um, because let's go back to it. You have found example, you found and curated and been repeatedly exposed to examples of bad people who happen to think a certain way, right. Or happen to like have the colors of thinking a certain way. No cause is so noble that fools will not follow it. What is so dangerous about the technology we have now is it allows us to isolate the fools and create a clockwork orange style stream of foolishness and evil colored a certain way in order to make us think that everyone of that brand or color or or team or tribe or party is bad and evil. And we are so casually radicalized. You know, we worry about the solar winds hack and it was a big deal, but like the way that Russia manipulated the election in 2016 and the way that foreign powers manipulated in 2020, we've got plenty of evidence of this it is through creating Facebook groups and Twitter accounts of people that look like you and sound like you. LGBTQ for Bernie, right, was a Russian, uh, was a Russian troll farm out to undermine Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. And it worked. Plenty of pro-Trump stuff like you know, where the avatars are, are guys with cowboy hats and hanging out with horses, right? Doing very American things, lifting hay bales, right? Those guys, Russian troll farms, right? Uh, but they look like me and they sound like me, or at least they look and sound like the things I want to look and sound like because I want to be a cowboy. That's very American. Or like, I want to be pro LGBTQ and, and pro, you know, like pro the working man. That's, that's very progressive of me. And so it's just so easy for us to fall into this stuff and so easy for us to get manipulated. And until this changes, until we're like deeply aware of just what ways we're being manipulated, we're just going to contribute to the problem. And so those of you who read Wedge in 2014, like we were talking about conventional media doing this and a little bit of social media, but it's gotten more sophisticated since 2014. It's way, way worse than it was. And it's way easier to get casually radicalized. Um, before I go, a few more thoughts. 
after the last episode, you know, we talked about immigration and gentrification. Um, we'd also talked about like rioting and insurrection and how it's like kind of cool when it's your side and kind of not when it's the other side. And a, a number of, of listeners wrote in and, and gave me some even better examples where, again, like recently the kind of like the, the insurrection part was the right wing and uh, it was really bad. But turns out 10 years ago in Wisconsin, um, a bunch of left wingers uh, against Rick Scott stormed the Capitol. Now, uh, as far as I can tell, there weren't as many of them with guns or zip ties, but like it was kind of cool then if you were a left winger. I remember this. Um, people weren't going like, holy smokes, like people using, you know, people using force to like undermine the elected government of Wisconsin and, and commit literally insurrection. Like, like the people who are calling what, you know, the, the, I mean, everyone should be calling what happened in D.C. an insurrection, but like Democrats who are like, ah, those Republicans, like they're insurrectionists, like didn't call what was happening 10 years ago in Wisconsin an insurrection. And it was. It was the exact same thing, right? It's possible. Like, was it a difference in degree? Totally. But difference in kind? No, it was it was a mob trying to use force to shut down um, a process, a government, you know, a, a, a legal process of legally elected officials. That's insurrection. Or if it's not, then D.C. wasn't insurrection either. Similarly, you know, the kinds of people who are like, you know, we're like, remember Chaz? You know, we talked about Chaz last time, the Seattle thing where, you know, a bunch of people like kick the police out and and form their own. You know, they, they blocked this area off and said, like, the police can't come here. That's like literally the definition of insurrection. Right? Like, that's kind of what it was designed for. You know, how do you feel about Chaz versus like, how do you feel about like the Bundy militia taking over like, I don't know, some some like building in Oregon. Um, it seems kind of quaint now. Now they had guns. A lot of trans people had guns, of course, but but you know, they were called Yal Qaeda. And so like how much do you see like the Bundy militia? Like, are they to you was the Bundy militia like Yal Qaeda? Or was it so like literally terrorists? Terrorists, right? Or were they like patriots, you know, standing up to the man? And how much was Chaz like, ah, yes, the the you know, the the language of the unheard, right? Now, of course, uh, versus, versus how much of it was like kind of a scary anarchist uprising in Seattle that like needed to be put down because the rule of law is important. Now, of course, when we say the language of the unheard, um, Bundy militia thought felt like they were unheard because uh, the Bureau of Land Management, a different BLM, kept taking over their grazing land and said they couldn't graze and it was affecting their, um, you know, their ability to make a living as ranchers. Um, so that was kind of like their beef. Right. And, you know, is that worth rising up over? I don't know. But, you know, but like a bunch of mostly white people in Seattle, like taking over six blocks, you know, was was did the ends justify the means there? And, you know, when we talk about the language, the unheard for both these groups, like the thing we have to remember is the first half of that sentence or the first half of that statement by you know Martin Luther King Jr. in which he said, Dirty conditions continue to exist in this society, which we must condemn as vigorously as we condemn riots. In the final analysis, the riot is the language of the unheard. Now, of course, I've been yelled at for ever quoting Martin Luther King. I don't know why, but, um, you know, it's at least put what the guy said in context. So here we are where we're like, what's so frustrating about this is it's kind of. Kind of depressing, isn't it? Because we're all just a bunch of hypocrites. Right. We're a bunch of hypocrites that, you know, what are we spending our time doing? We're either like, we're either like consuming or God forbid, like posting, like again, get outside. We're posting a bunch of propaganda about 
you know, the bad behavior of certain groups in order to make the entire group look bad. Um, and we're we're kind of like celebrating behavior on our side that when it's the same kind of behavior and someone could be like, well, it's different in this way. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It is different. But the same kind of behavior on the other side, you know, it's. Uh, and we're condemning the other side's version of it and celebrating our own because it's our tribe, right? We've, we've really just become kind of like, you know, a lot of us have become these like mindless drones that all we do, like all we do is like look for ways to score points for our side and score points against the other side. We're not even really concerned whether it's, whether like our side is doing the right thing anymore. So more of us, I think you'd become casually radicalized than we like to think. Like in terms of being a radical, Right. There are like very few people who self-identify as radicals. Some do, but most don't. Most think that like the other side is radical. The radical Democrats, I think, is what Trump would call them. And, you know, the Republicans are a bunch of white supremacists taken over by the alt-right Nazis, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's just kind of sad to see. And like the self-congratulatory um, back patting. Another thing I saw, I mean, it was like front page of Reddit today. It was like a picture literally of World War II of a bunch of American soldiers with a Nazi flag, you know, comparing them to antifa you know having having captured the flag of an of a white supremacist group as if like there was any analogy to what's going on in the united like any analogy at all to what's going on in the united states right now and just kind of like self congestionary pat you know backpacking or backpatting um of like ah yes you know the american the american soldier they were the original antifa and we're just like them sure whatever I'm trying to say off of social media more is my cure for it because I just get frustrated when I see stuff like this. And it's like people who are otherwise like reasonable, decent people who get sucked into this like casual radicalization. And I think that's the like that's the moment where you know like you've got a problem or someone's got a problem is when they just start doing like dumb stuff or or stuff that's like otherwise irrational um, for seeking these kinds of points, um, like political points. Um, about our side or against the other side like that's when you know you've got a problem when you're like not even concerned about the merits of the case anymore but you're just trying to just trying to like continue to like fight this war where you know as we mentioned wedge nobody on the other side's listening all you're doing is just like you know shouting to your own echo chamber but what you are doing is you're gathering people who are kind of on the edge of that bringing them into your little radical bubble so my reconsider moment uh this has been a big one but my reconsider moment is is probably like get off of social media if you can um it really is a cesspool like i try to stay away from reddit try to stay away from facebook i've never even used anything else um i don't get anything you know with with the exception of like birthday alerts i don't get anything like valuable out of it anymore like people don't share and people don't upvote and people don't you know like or comment on just like reasonable positions not nearly as much as they do the kind of like self-congratulatory or you know straw manning of the other side so um if you're looking to be a better citizen like get your butt off of social media get yourself a good newspaper that you like and subscribe to it which is what i've done you know stay up to date with the news every now and then have conversations with real people which i know like we can't do right now because it's a pandemic but it'll come back and you know decide what direction you want to take the country with the reasonable people around you and don't go chasing waterfalls. Uh, don't go looking for, um, you know, don't go looking for these, like these clockwork orange style propaganda streams because they're just going to make you a bad person. This is Eric signing off. I'll see you next time.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.